the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. If you ever miss a minute of the Bruce Hooley Show here on our Answer Network, 94.5 in Dayton or 98.9 in Columbus, you can always catch it on the podcast, theanswerdayton.com, 989theanswer.com in Columbus. Aaron podcasts the show in half-hour increments, except he's so nice. He takes the commercials out so that you get it basically about 20 minutes at a time, perfect for a brisk walk, perfect for a Stairmaster workout or whatever, and a lot of you respond to the podcast by sending me a note, bruce at salemmedia.com, bruce at salemmedia.com. I appreciate that very, very much. Joe Biden talking last night about guns and about taking away guns and about how he can fix school shootings, enough, do something, all the simple solutions. Uh, And Uvalde, Buffalo, horrible, horrible, terrible, awful situations. But right here at home, we've got our own gun problem. Uh, Two extremely troubling cases. The person shot and killed at the Ohio State House over the weekend, turns out, is a 16-year-old, a 16-year-old Licking Heights student. His name is Broderick Harper. He was killed around 10 p.m. Sunday, northwest corner of the State House grounds. There's security camera footage of this incident. Um, but it's grainy, and it looks like uh, young Broderick Harper was riding a scooter uh, with three other people. They stopped outside the state house, and he was shot. He falls into the grass, and that is where he was found. Uh, later, uh, unfortunately, uh, his life gone all too soon. Uh, one of the scooter drivers in the video drives off. A second gets off and backs away as Harper is shot, then he runs away on foot. So to my knowledge, they don't have any idea who any of these uh, young people are. I don't even know if they're young men. But uh, were they in on it? I mean, it seems a strange reaction that they, maybe they did call authorities. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of detail on that. But that's uh, an incident in downtown Columbus on the grounds of the State House, And then... On West Broad Street on Tuesday night, we told you about this on Wednesday, guy shot while uh, driving his car on the interstate. He crashes. The woman in his car with him dies in the crash. So when the authorities come up on the crash, they think uh, it's just a car crash, a serious car crash, obviously, because the female passenger was killed. They attend to the driver of the car, and he's 35. It's not like, you know, this guy's life is nearing its end. I mean, he's 35 years old, and they find he's been shot. So now they believe that this was not an incident of road road rage, that this was two people, boyfriend and girlfriend, both 35 years old, 
DeMarco DeBose is the person who was shot. His girlfriend, Rolene Williams, uh, both of whom reside on the west side of Columbus uh, and, and were boyfriend and girlfriend, are just minding their own business. And a car drives up next to him, fires one time, speeds off, and he dies and she dies. So, as I said the other day, when this came to my attention, uh, this is going to be viewed as a double homicide because the actions of the shooter led to, of course, uh, Mr. Williams' death. And then she dies because he's not able to drive the car and he dies. This points out, by the way, one of the all-time incongruities, easy for me to say, of the left in America, whereas a woman can go and abort her own child, and that's not murder, but if she's on her way to the abortion clinic to have her child aborted, and you crash into her, you're drunk, you're charged, even in California, even in woke California, where they'd be fine with aborting children after they're born, if the mother decides, oh, This is too big of a stress for me. I don't really want this child. I'm suffering from mental health issues. They'd be fine with aborting that child. Uh, You would be charged if you killed the pregnant mother and her child. You would be charged with two counts, two counts of vehicular homicide. So we'll see where that one goes. But it's unquestionable and it's uh, inarguable that Columbus has become uh, exceedingly more violent and cities across America have become exceedingly more violent and so it's headline grabbing when, of course, 19 children die in Uvalde, Texas. It's headline grabbing when 10 people die in a Buffalo grocery store. My fear is that if we do harden schools and make them more difficult targets for shooters, I'm all for doing what Ohio uh, House Republicans have already uh, indicated their desire to do. And, and the governor is apparently behind this which is armed teachers who want to be armed. I'm fine with that. There are some teachers who aren't capable of being armed, but there are others who are capable of being armed. And if they're trained and they want to be armed, and more power to them. And I'd also be in favor of putting armed officers in schools. And you can say, well, you know, that would really send a message to the elementary kids. Yeah, yeah. But is it possible that it might send a positive message about policing to kids in elementary schools? Is it possible that it might send a positive message to junior high kids and kids in inner city schools who form an image of an officer that is uh, overwhelmingly negative because of all the lies that they're told about police being abusive and disrespectful of them merely because of the color of their skin? Is it remotely possible that if you put officers in schools and the students could almost be forced to interact with them, to talk with them, to see them as people, not as a nameless, faceless uniform representing some horrible uh, apparition of state control, is it possible those children would grow to see police officers as a lot of us see police officers, as trusted public servants? I think that is possible, and I think that would be a fantastic outgrowth besides the fact that you would make schools a lot safer if you put two armed, trained officers in every school. But that, of course, would cost a lot of money, and, you know, we don't have that money, apparently, because we sent it to Ukraine, I guess. But uh, that's not one of the proposals that Joe Biden put forth last night. 
one of the proposals that Joe Biden put forth of his court is, of course, an anecdotal solution meant to cause you to believe that, ah, if this solution would have prevented this shooting, then this solution would prevent every shooting. Should also have national red flag laws so that a parent, a teacher, a counselor can flag for a court that a child, a student, a patient is exhibiting violent tendencies, threatening classmates, or experiencing suicidal thoughts that makes them a danger to themselves or to others. Nineteen states in the District of Columbia have red flag laws. The Delaware law is named after my son, Attorney General Bo Biden. Fort Hood, Texas, 2009, 13 dead and more than 30 injured. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, 2018, 17 dead, 17 injured. In both places, countless others suffering with invisible wounds. Red flag laws could have stopped both these shooters. Now that's interesting. He mentioned the Fort Hood, Texas shooting, where 13 people were killed. I remember that in 2009. I remember that that was a Muslim extremist who was in the U.S. military, Nidal Malik Hassan, who committed that shooting. Uh, I believe Barack Obama did not refer to that as an act of terrorism. Uh, And in fact, even though Hassan was enlisted in the U.S. Army, and even though he killed 13 other service people and injured 30 others, he was not charged with terrorism. He was not charged with terrorism. And Barack Obama famously referred to that as a man-caused disaster. So I suppose that now that that is 13 years old, it's okay for Joe Biden to cite it as, you know, cover for red flag laws. Red flag laws should have stopped the shooter in Buffalo. Did not. Red flag laws are not infallible. Red flag laws, had someone said something about the Uvalde shooter, a kid with a bag of bloody dead cats? Yeah, hopefully somebody would have reined him in. But the problem with all these laws is that they rely upon effective endorsement. And in our society, how many people are going to be willing to step up? And how much trust do you want to give to others to enforce enforce those kinds of laws? I am blessed, as I hope you are as well, to have some really, really amazing friends, Uh, guys who enlighten me, challenge me, hold me accountable. Uh, One of them, I've mentioned him before, is a friend of mine who is a doctor, and he sent me something the other day in advance of my appearance on the luncheon panel at the Columbus Metropolitan Club. We were going to discuss House Bill 616. And he sent me a Winston Churchill quote that I know he sent to inspire me. It did inspire me. And I find it relevant to our conversation today about Joe Biden's speech last night on guns. The quote from Churchill reads like this. Truth is incontrovertible. Panic may resent it. Ignorance may deride it. Malice may distort it. But there it is. In other words, truth is immovable. Uh, Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire has done an amazing project called, simply enough, What is a Woman? What is a Woman? Because the left now, uh, well, Katanji Brown-Jackson, 
soon to be a sitting Supreme Court justice, can't define or won't define. Not that she can't, it's that she won't define what a woman is. Matt Walsh asked people, educated people, people who are supposedly, you know, are betters about a simple question. What is a woman? And we'll play in hour number two some of the comments that he gets from people that indicate just, it's not that they don't know the answer, it's that they don't want to give the answer. But this concept of truth applies whether you want to apply it or not. And I said this at the luncheon, that when the dispatch writes upwards of 20 stories since the introduction of House Bill 616, all of them negative about House Bill 616, Nine, at least nine, editorials uh, by everyone from uh, columnists on staff to a transgender hairstylist in Dayton, all are given standalone bylines to pen hate pieces that wildly exaggerate what House Bill 616 would do if it's enacted. I said to the audience, I said, when you are being programmed and you are being programmed with lies, there's only one reason why people lie to you, and it's because they don't have the truth on their side, because no one would choose to try to make an argument with lies, which can be exposed as lies, if they had the truth on their side. So last night when Joe Biden was talking about guns, I was listening very closely for a couple of things that he has said in the past about guns that flat out are not true. I was waiting for him to say them again, and I don't say this very often. I don't say this very often, but the president did not disappoint me. Here he is talking about his much ballyhooed assault weapons ban in 1994, just about the only thing he accomplished in four decades in the Senate. And in the 10 years it was law, mass shootings went down. But after Republicans let the law expire in 2004, and those weapons were allowed to be sold again, mass shootings tripled. Those are the facts. Um, In his head, those are the facts. Those are, however, in fact, not the facts, as several studies done by the federal government have shown. Do you think they would have not reenacted the assault weapons ban if it actually had cut mass shootings by a factor of three? No, no, it did not do that. And he continues to say it, which makes me continue to doubt whatever he says, because when people lie to you about one thing, you know that they can lie to you about something else. Here's another lie that Joe Biden said last night, and he has said this before, and I assume he will continue to say it. We should repeal the liability shield that often protects gun manufacturers from being sued for the death and destruction caused by their weapons. They're the only industry in this country that has that kind of immunity. Imagine, imagine if the tobacco industry had been immune from being sued, where we'd be today. The gun industry special protections are outrageous. It must end. No, it does not need to end, and it certainly will not end if you keep lying about the fact that the gun industry is the only industry in America that can't be sued that has immunity. Gun manufacturers According to, are you ready for my fact-checking organization? That's not the Daily Wire. It's not Fox. It's not Newsmax. From CNN.com, Biden has claimed the only industry in America, the gun industry, a billion-dollar industry that can't be sued and is exempt from being sued, are gun manufacturers. This is false. Gun manufacturers, again, I'm quoting CNN.com, 
Gun manufacturers are not entirely exempt from being sued, nor are they the only industry with some liability protections. CNN.com. Go argue with Don Lemon, Joe Biden. Okay, so he brings up, imagine, imagine if the tobacco industry couldn't be sued. Why? Where would we be? Well, I'll tell you why the tobacco industry was was, uh, vulnerable to being sued. Because the tobacco industry lied about the impact of tobacco. I have old magazines where athletes are smoking and recommending Chesterfields. They're good for you. They make you healthier. And then, for the longest time, the tobacco industry was proven in a law, in a a court of law. Remember laws, Joe Biden? Remember court cases? Yes, I know, like, you'd like to pack the Supreme Court. But remember, like, actual fair trials? Mm, I know, foreign concept to you now. But they were proven in court to have misled the public about the effects of nicotine. That's a crime. That's a crime. And so they paid a judgment. Have gun manufacturers ever said, hey, you know, if you shoot somebody with a gun, it won't hurt a bit. It won't hurt a bit. Now, if they did say that, then they would certainly be sued for saying that. But they don't say that because it's self-evident that guns can do irreparable damage. But the worst thing Joe Biden did last night was what he always does, which is make something that doesn't need to be a partisan fight a partisan fight. This is a guy who's so far underwater on his poll numbers that I don't know how he breathes without a scuba tank. But he went through all his emotional appeals, all his tired proposals of things he's proposed before. And of course, because there's, as my uh, colleague Hugh Hewitt says, an eight-track tape on repeat in his brain, he had to wrap up by demonizing Republicans. The people he needs... As he admits, votes from to get something done in the Senate, Joe Biden decides to be a really good idea to demonize Republicans. In order to get anything done in the Senate, we need a minimum of 10 Republican senators. I support the bipartisan efforts that include a small group of Democrats and Republican senators trying to find a way. But my God, the fact that the majority of the Senate Republicans don't want any of these proposals even to be debated or come up for a vote, I find unconscionable. We can't fail the American people again. There it is. There it is. You won't do what I want you to do, so you are the reason why school shootings continue to happen. And again, okay, he ends with a quote from the Psalms. Um, I don't want the guy who either doesn't understand or doesn't care that he continually takes the Lord's name in vain to be quoting scripture to me, okay? I just, I don't want that anymore, Joe Biden. I don't believe somebody who's as bloodthirsty on abortion as you cares anything about the Bible except when it's a political tool. So you can stop doing that too. Now, in hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show, we've all heard graduation speeches. I bet you haven't heard one like this in a while. I loved it, but not everybody did. Details next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.